Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So I'm just going to say it. It has to be said, and I'm a brave man, I'm a brave boy. My mother told me, I think over the last couple of weeks, Rampage is onto something and it's starting to climb the ladder again. That is a massive spoiler for what we're about to talk about because I really enjoyed this episode and it felt like it carried a bunch of weight. But we'll get to that, obviously. First and foremost, thank you very much for joining me. My name is Simone Miller. It's not, but it is for today. And it's time to take the finger of power. And if something is good, I'm going to say up. If something is bad, I'm going to say down. You won't agree with it, but we're still best friends. Let's go. Rampage kind of started like a video game when you've selected exhibition mode, because Sammy Guevara was in the ring, John Moxie were in the ring, they were kind of jigging around a little bit, and then they just went at it. I really liked it. Guevara also surprised Mox, he just ran at him and hit him with this massive knee as the crowd started to chant, Sammy sucks. I was like, imagine you were a friend of Sammy Guevara or a family member, and you heard this, you would be super duper sad. It also didn't work because Moxie kind of just shrugged this off and whammed him with his clothesline that took Sam's head off. When we went to the back and we saw Daniel Garcia watching this on a screen, which of course ties into Dynamite. Now he was kind of looking at it at a normal angle, but he's also kind of looking at it at a weird angle. So this doesn't help us at all, because as we know, if you're gonna get a push in wrestling, you're allowed to watch television properly. Pose will just have to keep an eye on it. When we came back to the ring as well, Sam and John were fighting on the outside when Moxie was distracted by Ty Mello, even though she didn't really do anything. This is the whole, we talk about this in every episode. All you have to do in wrestling to distract someone is be there. And you're like, what was I meant to do again? And you get smacked in the face. I mean, it didn't actually help at all because Guevara got crotched on Barry Barricade and I felt sorry for his penis as well as Barry. And when we got back in the ring, Moxley hit that car. So look, we've made it to the end of the year. There's no two ways about it. 2022 wrestling has come down to dives and cutters. When we get to next year, we need a new move. They were then tussling on the top when Sammy hit this big old stomp into the ring apron, which is the hardest part of the ring. But who cares about that? Because they spilled to the outside where Sammy Guevara looked at John Moxley and was like, how can I beat you? What's the best way to do it? I know, I'll take my mouth, I will bite into your earring and I will rip it out your ear. He then went back to this and started to go and chew on it like he was some kind of animal. I was going to throw up. It got even worse because he kept going back to this thing like it was the ultimate way to get the victory. And of course, John Moxley was bleeding a little bit. So some of this must have been real. 
Although John Moxley always bleeds like he's got a button. And then started to die because John fought back with a bunch of 10 punches. And when we got to the eighth one, all the crowd chanted Ocho. So well done, Chris Jericho. I don't know how you keep doing this, but you weren't even involved in this. And people are saying your catchphrase, he really is one of the best. There's also this great bit where Moxley went for a German suplex, but Sammy landed on his feet. Mox then reciprocated because he got out of the GTH and went for a powerbomb, but that didn't work because Guevara went right into the Boston Crab, which was never going to work because Sammy's not even from Boston. There was no way that was ever going to win, so instead they decided to escalate this because they were back to the outside. Mox got put on the Timmy the Timekeeper's table when Sammy Guevara went to the top rope and he hit this senton. And honestly, the collision on this, I don't know why it looks so horribly wobbly. Really did. Never forget, this is the opening of Rampage 2, and it just got more brutal and more brutal and more brutal until Sammy decided, I'm gonna hit the Spanish fly, and somehow Moxley reversed that into the bulldog choke. And that doesn't make any sense because it's like two plus two equals potato. As ever, though, if you can't breathe, you can't fight, and Sammy Guevara did pass out, meaning John Moxley had won. This has gotta be Mox's slot now. You just put him at the start of Rampage and allow him to have banger matches. I enjoyed this muchly. It was really cool afterwards too, because he got on the microphone. He's like, come on, Hangman Adam Page. I told you we were gonna be here. So why don't you bring your cowboy ass out to the ring? And even though the Dark Order didn't want this, Hangman did come out and this brawl got so crazy that at one point he went for the buckshot lariat and he took out a referee instead. This is when a bunch more officials ran out there to try and calm things down. And I really like this feud. When we actually get to the match, it is going to be so heated and it all ties into a real thing that did happen. So yeah, ooh, the lally is what I'm gonna say. I'm giving it all up. Soraya then continued to tease who her mystery tag team partner may be when she does take on Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter in a few weeks. And let's just be easy with this. Could it be Sasha Banks? Yes. Could it not be Sasha Banks? Also, yes. We don't know. So let's just get on the horse and enjoy the ride. No one has ever ridden a horse like this. It's quite fun. Around this time too, I looked into the crowd and do you know what I saw? I saw a wrestling sign for ups and downs. This one was totally different too because it said Simon, one up please. It was PLZ and I do appreciate you thinking outside the box. And of course, when we do do that, I listen to you and I tell you, you make me feel so damn happy. I never thought people were gonna bring signs for me at wrestling shows. You're good people. I love you. There's your up. And then FTR were magically in the ring. Teleported down from the Starship Enterprise. Cash and Dax look properly beat up too, and Cash even told us, look, during that match with the Briscoes the other day, Dax broke his ass bone. And then Dax pulled down his pants, and we didn't get to see the injury because it was blurred out, but I suppose you saw a broken ass. They then cut this super babyface promo though, where they talked about their families, and they talked about their friends, and they talked about the fans, and how they think that 2022 has been their best year in wrestling. Let's be completely honest about it. It has. They just get so damn good after every single match. This was also mostly done to remind us that it is going to be FTR versus the guns on Dynamite and the FTR are never going to slow down. And I like this because it was so simple. We built up a match for the other show, which we should be doing in reverse too. And it just made FTR come across like the greatest guys ever. So I am going to give it an up. I like the synergy. And then we teased the breakup of the baddies. This is the oddest group. And we still don't know what's happening with Kira Hogan. And after Jade Cargill started talking here, Layla Gray basically became a switch and was like, look, you've got to watch that red velvet. She's doing bad stuff. And Jade was like, yeah, you are doing bad stuff. What's even the deal? So I don't actually know what's happening. And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because you never know. It may end in a wonderful trick storyline. But given that right now I am confused, <laughs> I do have to give it a doubt. I mean, we don't even know why these people got together to begin with. 
very, very strange. And then it was Britt Baker versus Sky Blue. It was alright. Now Jamie Hayter did come out with Brit, which made sense because we were going to do a post-match angle, but I actually would have held her off in the back and just had her appear after the fact because one, it makes her feel more like a champion, but two, it also plants more seeds when Brit Baker and Jamie Hayter eventually break up. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Does it actually matter? No. Blue was able to smash Brit with this massive kick to start things off, though, when Brit Baker came back with this cool-looking sit-out suplex thing, which you should do more of probably already has, but this was just the one time I took notice of it. When Sky remembered that she is learning the industry here, because what do you do when you're in trouble and what do you want to do when you're trying to beat a veteran? You use the most devastating move in all oh, a sports entertainment surprise roll-up and you get the three. Now, sadly, she's only at the start of her wrestling journey, so she only got two she is learning. The ending then came when Sky was going for her code blue. And this was a little bit weird because she kind of just bumped off Britt Baker's ass. But all of a sudden, Britt Baker turned around. She booted her. She hit the curb stomp. One, two, three. I mean, there's only got five minutes, but I thought it was fine. Obviously, she applied the lockjaw afterwards so Sheeta could run down with the kendo stick and just smash the crap out of everyone before she looked at Jamie Hayter and Jamie Hayter looked at her. That's what you do in any big time feud. You stare at the other person you want everyone to know this is real. This all did the job though. I think the title match is going to be really good and I'm very excited about that tag team match with Soraya because who's it going to be? Giving it up. And then we got an interview with Preston Vance. Thank goodness for that. I was worried we'd forgotten. It was with JR2 which always helped and the former 10 wasted no time before going, man, that dark order. They're a bunch of goobers, aren't they? And I tell you who else is a little brat? Negative one. That hit me right in the heart. I was like, you can't say that, you horrible man. You also said that it's time for Negative One to grow up. And I was like, listen, Preston, he's a child. He's a kid, damn it. He is going to grow up and it's just going to take some time. I like this though, and I really do hope it does go somewhere because it's just a cool under the radar storyline that nerds like you and me can invest into. Not everything has to be for the casual fans. So let's build up Preston Vance and see what he can do. 
up. And then Wardlow defeated a Transformer. What a world. Because he was fighting Exodus Prime, which is officially my brand new favorite wrestler. What a terrific name that is. Although, yeah, it didn't go massively well from him here. He got hit with a clothesline. He got headbutted. Power from Symphony, one of which he landed right on his head. And it was done. Wardlow then called out Joe after, and Joe did appear on the screen and said, I will fight you in a couple of weeks for the TNT title. And I am excited about this because it is going to be Bin Bay slapping man meat. I'll also say, would I like this to get a little bit more time? I certainly would, but beggars can't be choosers. Up. Which brought us to the main event, and I'm just gonna tell you the truth. I felt like I'd fallen asleep and I was dreaming. This was perfection. Because it was the best friends and Dustin Rhodes with Dan Howes and taking on the Butcher and the Blade, Kip Sabin and Trent Seven. And during the opening promos, at one point the Butcher shouted something like, oh man, I've been waiting for someone to ring 1-800-SEE-YA so I can go and kick some ass. This is when Trent and Chuck were like, look, that wasn't enough numbers. <laughs> and there's letters in it too. I think that phone number is going to work. <laughs> Goofy wrestling for life. Otherwise, it did begin with Trent versus Trent. So obviously all the fans started chanting for Trent. And that's what I know. Oh my gosh, I'm going to like this so much. And after an early double clothesline, the tag clacks and ha basically went off straight away. Because everybody was fighting everybody else, including Kip Sabin and Orange Cassidy. Because of course, they're in the midst of a feud. The Bunny and Penelope Ford also stopped the piece of fruit from doing some kind of dive. Which is when the Butcher and Kip Sabian grabbed him and just lobbed him into Barry Barricade. Like, that is a horrible, horrible thing to do. Before I realized, oh, they want to split him open because they want to drink the juice. Sounded terrible. As we were in Texas too, it was Dustin Rhodes got the hot tag. I don't understand at 53 or 54 years old, however old he is, how he's so good. And at one point, people were just running him. He was doing snap power slam, snap power slam, snap power slam. I was just dancing around. It was just so entertaining. This is when Orange was back and he tried to take out the Butcher and the Blade, but instead they just ruined him instead. When Trent was like, well, I haven't done much here. And he came up with a double drop kick and he took out the shop owners. There was then all these dives, 2022 wrestling as Kip Sabian did this moonsault. And even Rhodes came out with his own dive. So once again, they knew what they had to do and they delivered it. The buddy was then in the ring causing havoc. And do you know what Cassidy did? He kind of looked around, he surveyed the situation. When he fell to the mat and started going, oh, my penis, my balls, because he had pulled an Eddie Guerrero here in the best possible way. Now you're saying to yourself, well, it doesn't get better than that, and you'd be wrong. Because then Penelope Ford got in the ring, as did Danhausen. He too looked around and said, well, that worked. <laughs> he went down as well, holding his crutch. And as the referee thought, you know what, I'm going to get rid of you two, Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy did this handshake thing, and that's it. I want to be their buddy. I know that sounds weird. I know it makes me sound like a psychopath, but this is exactly the kind of wrestling I want. They, of course, were rejected when we had some more fun because we set Kip Sabian up in the corner. And just when Dustin Rhodes was about to go for the Shattered Dreams, Orange Cassidy did his instead, which was the weak kicks into the penis. And given the referee was like, man, would you stop this? He wasn't looking, so what did Dustin do? He ran in, kablamo, hit him in the testicle. Seven then tried to make the save, but Dustin threw him into Kip where Orange Cassidy came in with the big orange punch as Dusted Rhodes hit this bulldog that somehow Trent Seven sold like he'd been piled driving. It was amazing. One, two, three. Everybody went crazy. And once again, it was just fun. That's all I want when I want wrestling. Just give me some fun. And I walked away with a smile on my face. Sometimes it's the little things. I am giving it an up. As I am to this whole episode of Rampage, because not only did it have important stakes given we had all the John Moxley stuff and the Hangman Adam Page stuff, and we had stuff with Soraya and Jamie Hayter, but then you had a bunch of nonsense at the end. This is how I like a wrestling show to be put together. 
That's why it's getting the up. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of AEW Rampage. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Head over to whatculture.com where you can read yourself some articles. Make sure you go and watch SmackDown Ups and Downs. That's live right now. Follow us on social media. Makes us feel good. My name is Simon for What Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. Another week somehow done. Where does it go? I'll see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 